and we're live, Jen. Hey, we are live. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's do a quick little a quick little intro to um, a little bit about the jar. A little uh, commercial. We'll come right back. Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. All right. Awesome. So that's a little um, a little clip we did about a year, a little bit year plus ago before we were uh, getting ready to do the jar, traveling around the country and, and listening to people's stories, which ultimately led to, to this podcast, Mental Health Today. And it's a chance to bring people in to share their mental health journey, uh, whatever that looks like. And either from you know the outside or the inside of the business of kind of serving mental health. Um, Jen, thanks for being a guest. Thank and, you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, that is yeah. so cool. You you have a commercial. <laughs> I, have a I don't commercial. have a commercial a, for my podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's it's repurposed, right? It's a it's a yeah. steal from the other stuff, but it is a kind of a, okay. it's a little um, it's a bit of a commercial. It's fun and it's fun to look back at it, especially too. You know, uh, I bet it is. Yeah, the creation. Yeah. Of it. So it's really really cool. Um, yeah, and so and the, and the show is. Yeah, and the show is really actually sponsored. Um, you know, the this show is sponsored by the Jar Foundation, and that came out of those interviews and the commonality which I speak to at the end of that. You know, mm -hmm. that I'm going to find the commonality and kind of and do something with it. And I think the commonality is the mental health crisis and what I've seen on the road and from a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, uh, no matter where they're at in the the ladder of life today, age spectrum. It's every you know everybody's got to face it at some point, and um, so I want to talk about how you know how do we make it better, easier? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, life yeah. is hard, isn't it? It's hard. <laughs> uh, life, yeah, I call it life is a contact sport. Right. <laughs> you better pay attention because you're on the field, and somebody may likely decide to you know to tackle you. Yeah, uh, so you're gonna you get laid out at some point. You're gonna, you're gonna get laid out. <laughs> you might have to catch the ball and run, you know. So you better be, you know, you yeah. better keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Um, no, well, Jen, I, I appreciate yeah, what are you doing that. today? Who are you know, who's Jen in the universe? What are you what yeah. are you doing in this <laughs> well, mental health universe? First, I want to say I appreciate you and everything that you're doing with this podcast and everything that you do with the Jar mm. Foundation. It's important work. Um, like I said a moment ago, yeah. Uh, you're going to get laid out at some point. Life is is hard. It's not easy. And um, a little bit about me. I am not a, a mental health professional. I'm right. not in the mental health space, but I am a communications expert. Yes. So my background is in helping people learn how to find their voice and how to use it effectively. And mm. so there, there tends to be some crossover, even though I'm not a therapist, I had a student, I was teaching a human <laughs> communication class one time. And at the end, um, she sent me an email after the class had ended. And um, she said, you know what, this seemed like it was half communication, half therapy. <laughs> I said, well, sometimes you got to you got to be willing to peel back the layers 
and really come face to face with some things that might be uncomfortable for you sometimes in Mm. order to, you know, sometimes we got to get through the, the icky stuff to get to the good stuff, you know, on the other side. And, um, so So I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, I, I started out in the Marine Corps, went into the service right out of high school. And that was probably the first time that I really came to face to face with some, really difficult challenges, you know, making me doubt myself, um, you know, and, and dealing with depression, you know, to mm. a certain extent, um, you know, like many people, just so many different hats, so many different experiences as a mom, as, uh, as a, um, a soon to be divorced, you know, ex-wife, <laughs> as a, a worker, you know, as a veteran, as a professor, you know, we all have all of these different hats. And so we we tend to find ourselves stumbling through, pivoting back and mm-hmm. forth through all of these different experiences. And, um, you know, my most recent one is after 27 years of being together, you know, my husband and I have find myself uh, be, you know, getting divorced. So, uh, I have not not a small life event. No, absolutely not. Um, and, and so through the communication, um, through the work that I do in, in working with people and in helping them learn how to navigate the space and to become more confident, you know, and comfortable, um, with their communication skills, of course, there's there's a little bit of crossover in, mm. in the mental health, you know, space. So uh, I do try to make it clear, though, that even though I'm in therapy, which I am a big proponent of therapy, I am not a therapist myself. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you. A, I, I have a question. I'm compelled to ask you this question. Uh-huh. It because yeah. um, it it just I just wrote this summary for uh, a podcast that, mm. that I just I just I just did the interview with the jar. And I wrote the summary and in the middle of it, I was you know, basically saying the import, you know, just a reminder of the importance of parents communicating with their kids. Yes. The words that we choose, yep. right. The, the mm-hmm. themes and the, and the things that we harp on or man, it's permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It, so, it yeah. The de- kind of, struggle. If, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you can talk about just, you know, from communication standpoint, you know, what's, yeah. that, what's that like and mm-hmm. what does that do to what does that do to kids? Because mm-hmm. I imagine you've kind of see this you see this is on both ends. Absolutely. And as someone who comes from a, a really difficult background, you know, growing up, um, I grew up in a broken home and in both homes, whether I was at my dad's place or my mom's place, there was um, alcoholism, there was violence, there was a lot of drug use. You know, um, and and so when you're brought up in a situation like that, it definitely will have a profound impact on how you can connect with others, Mm. how you choose to connect with others and how you perceive the world around you. So it's taken a long, long time, you know, and I'm someone who studies this. And I have been able to see how it's impacted me, how it impacts others. You know, one, one good example, I talk about conflict, you know, and um, how you react to conflict is directly related mm-hmm. to how you grew up in the home. 
You know, when you think oh, about it, if 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 you grew up in a space, yeah, yeah, if you grew up in a space where conflict is something that you know you're you're the child, you uh, do not speak unless spoken to. You don't have a say in any of this, and if you do say anything, you get yelled at. You know, or if you witness conflict um, and you equate conflict to something negative, to yelling, sometimes physical violence, you know, that's the only exposure that you've had. So, of course, naturally, as an adult, you're going to be uncomfortable with conflict. Mm. You know, one of the things that I do when I run workshops is I will ask the participants, take out a little yellow sticky. And when I say the word conflict, write one word. That comes to mind. What's the oh, first word oh. that comes to mind? Oh, interesting. And every single person, every single person, maybe there's one that'll be the exception, will write down something negative. Be, and, and so when you think about it, if you grow up with this idea that conflict, that means something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we have to have conflict, right? At some point. You're I mean, we're going to have a natural course of life. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a perfectly normal part of life, and sometimes you got to get through the conflict so that you can get to the resolution on the other side. And it's not necessarily negative; it's not necessarily bad. You know, uh, sometimes we might need this little friction to really get to the good stuff. And so that's just a, a real quick example of how, yeah, absolutely, how we talk to our kids, you know, the things that we expect from them, it's going to have an impact on how, how they view their world, their relationships, and how they interact with others, you know, in it. It's, it's incredibly important to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, it's, it's a repeated thing I've seen before, mm -hmm. you know, many times, right. Just that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that reminder. I'm like one more, I'm writing the notes and I'm, and I'm just kind of going mm -hmm. through it going, wow. I mean, this mm -hmm. still the impact on, like you said, the life and, and the partner choices. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. she's had that realization that she's gotten into this, you know, two partners mm -hmm. in a row mm -hmm. and it's the same kind of result. And she finally mm -hmm. has had that introspection where she connected it back to her mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. So she had her, she had her own aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice when you can kind of sit back and, and deconstruct those experiences and then just use that as a way, you know, just learn yeah. from that experience uh, without putting too much pressure on yourself to get it right every time though. I think that's something very important that everybody needs to understand. Give yourself permission to be human. None of us are perfect. We're not going to be perfect. You know, I, as a communicator and studying this, I'm not perfect. I'm learning every day. You know, what, what I can use in one situation will not work in another situation, you know? And, and so it's, it's, it's a grand experiment. That's what communication is. It's all a grand experiment. People ain't easy to get along with. Oh, right. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think at the end, somehow they are, but it's like that first, sometimes that initial mm -hmm. dance. Yeah. Like somehow that initial dance is fraught with danger. And if we get it yeah. wrong right there, it kind of goes sideways. Um, I was going to ask you a question. I had one question. Um, it's about communication. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
just slightly, I think it's escaped me. Yeah. The uh, train left the building. Yeah. The train left. Yeah. And it was, it was gone. And I'm like, no, you, you got to come back. It was a question out of the jar and I was going to ask your opinion about it. Mm. It might, it'll may come back to me. It may come back to me. Um, it was around, obviously it was around communication, mm -hmm. conflict. Oh, I can't remember. Shucks. <laughs> it'll come back. It'll, I'm sure we'll be able to get back to it. Yeah. yeah. It'll come back. It'll jump out. <laughs> Um, tell me a little, tell me a little bit about what you're a little bit more about what you're doing, you know, currently what's your real passion in this part? Yeah. Is that seeing the resolution? Are you spending a lot of time on conflict or is it more about the development of the articulation, you know, in the communication? Yeah. My, my true love is just helping people become more confident in themselves, mm. you know, and um, sometimes that might translate to being more confident on the stage. Sometimes that might translate to being more confident if you're a guest on a podcast, you know, like this. And sometimes it's, you know, a matter of just becoming more confident, confident and trusting in yourself in your personal relationships, mm. you know, uh, whether there you have relationships in the workplace or, you know, the family or with the romantic, you know, other that's, it's all about confidence at the end of the day. Um, and so it's really a journey and that's what I truly love about it is yeah. when I can sense that someone is reaching an understanding you know, and they can kind of let go of, of all of that expectation that's there. Because at the end of the day, you know, none of us, we're not perfect. There's no perfect being. And so you have wow. to give yourself permission, you know, to, to be human. And so, um, you know, like I said earlier, I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, for 18 years, I was teaching public speaking and human communication and and uh, intercultural communication at the college level. And like many others in the age of COVID, things changed for me as far as, you know, my career. So I started, knock, knock. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I started my company, Communication 24-7, um, where I was going into different organizations and working, you know, with managers, trying to become more uh, confident communicators uh, okay, yeah. know, in the workforce. And I still do some coaching occasionally. Um, that's one hat that I wear. Another hat that I wear is uh, as the communications director for an organization where we um, read the news for reliability and bias. So oh. that's that's a really exciting, you know, part of the work that I do. But at the end of the day, it's all related. It all goes back to, you know, how can we bring people together, even mm -hmm. if they disagree? You know, yeah. it's not going to be all clouds and rainbows and butterflies and, you know, everybody is all happy and, and, you know, sometimes we're going to disagree and that's okay. It's just, you yeah, know, I don't have to agree with you. I can understand where you're coming from. I can try to understand where you're coming from, but still disagree with you at the end of the day. Yeah. I've got that in my, in, in the, in my book I wrote talking about acceptance. Yeah. And yeah. it was really a, exactly what you said mm -hmm. just now, mm -hmm. which yeah. is, you know, I can, I can accept who you are, what you believe, how you got there. I mm -hmm. can, you know, once I understand and listen to you, right. Once I yeah. listen to you and I, then I can, I, once I got to listen first yeah. and then I can like, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I can see how you believe that, or you have that position that makes some sense to me. 
I yeah. understand the, the path. I may, I may think you're Looney Tunes or I may, I may, <laughs> right. right. But I would be like, but I see how that happened. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or At the end of the day, I might still think you're wrong. You're wrong. Sit you're there wrong. in your wrongness and be wrong, but that's cool. <laughs> right? we're, we're no disagree, but I, I can, I accept you for, you know, the, the position you've got or the ideas you've got. Um, that, like I said, doesn't have to mean you agree. It's a big, this is a big thing, you know, and it's interesting, Jen, one of the things that, um, that I've experienced is, you know, my perception mm-hmm. and the perception kind of combined with my ex- the experience on the road mm-hmm. is that, you know, on the bell curve of where people stand on human issues, like the stuff mm-hmm. that's in the jar, mm-hmm. the questions about, you know, human, like themselves, the, the way they think about the past, the future, acceptance, mm-hmm. forgiveness, compassion, love, karma, service, faith, hope, on that bell curve, if you put that stuff, they're smashed in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a total bell curve. Mm-hmm. There's very little difference, and it's not it's not ideological or or anything else driven, right? It's 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 what you it's human stuff. Yeah. So it takes the tribal part out of it. I think a lot of the questions, the way it's structured, it takes the tribal part out. But what you still see is the people on the fringes are somehow got all the microphones and the megaphones and the spotlights and shooting the missiles at each other over most of us, which are in the middle kind of going, this looks great. (laughs) It's all fine, but it's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely gives the perception because the very small, the the very small percentage of people who are on the fringes, you're right. They are, they are getting the microphones and, and, you know, because it generates clicks right? It generates, it generates interest, so, you know, yeah. it, it get those emotions riled up and um, I, yeah, it, exactly it's a big moneymaker it. in, in the journalism space, you know, broadcasting, pretty much anything, you know, if it can generate clicks, it's going to be a moneymaker. So yeah. that's why they get the prime time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it seems to just kind of keep stretching a little bit further out and a little bit further out and a little bit further out of I it. Mean, it's fun to watch. It's on both ends of every, of every issue. Yeah. Um, but it is to me, the, the obvious part is it's even people as it stretches in a way, it's almost it brings people closer, you know, mm-hmm. the commonality part. Um, it's great to see. I mean, I, th- I think I've been, kind of that renewed hope that mo- everybody I'm meeting is pretty kind, pretty, you know, gracious and, yeah. you know, humans are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you I know. think you'll find that for the most part, in- anytime you just sit and have a conversation with somebody yeah. and again, you might walk away and, you know, you may say, okay, well on that one, that they have a pretty different perspective on that topic. But hmm. at the end of the day, when you start having conversations with people, you'll learn, Hey, I mean, you're not too different. You still have the same worries, the same desires, the same, you know, wants and needs that I do, you know, who doesn't want to, uh, be safe? Who doesn't want to be healthy? Who doesn't want to be successful? You know, who doesn't want to live in a, a nice home and, you know, not worry about your, your children going to school, you know, all of those things, all of us at the end of the day, you know, share those, those same worries and concerns. One of the big things um, around mental health, one of the big still challenges is Mm. stigma. Mm. Mm. And, you know, what are your thoughts on, they seem to be trying to do some campaigns. So there seems to be some effort, some PR at a, a, you know, government level. 
but anything else, I mean, what do you, what else do you see on that and how, I mean, what are ideas to kind of clear away the stigma communicate yeah. I mean, from, you know, what kind of communications do we need to do to, to get better? Yeah, I got to tell you, it's I think it's gotten a lot better now than what it used to be, but it's mm. still a struggle for a lot of people. I mean, I know just, um, you know, I'll give you an example in the Marine Corps. You know, yes. And I know this is a little bit of a struggle still in the military. You know, today, I mean, you you are taught to be strong. Yep. Suck it up, embrace the suck, you know, get over it. Is it really that big of a deal? And just kind of move on. And and so uh, in some situations, that is a great talent to be able to develop. Uh, you know, absolutely. And yeah, you you gotta really focus on whatever the emergency is at hand, deal with it. You know, you can't get bogged down with that. So it's yeah. a great talent to be able to have that to compartmentalize, you know, if you will. Um but when it permeates everything, that's when the issues, you know, can happen. Everything yeah, I mean, you still have to drag up. that stuff. Like, like you said, you yeah. still have to get that stuff out and, and clean yeah, it Yeah, you really do. You, so you can't I bury I, it. There, there have been some strides made, you know, I know in the military community to try to get service members to understand that mm. it is okay, you know, to seek out mental health. But there's pockets within the service that still very much is that old school, you know, mentality. So it's it it is at the end of the day, even though it's better now than what it used to be, yeah. you know, like 20, 30 years ago, it's there's still a struggle. And I think throughout society, you know, it's it's kind of the same. You hear people openly talk about therapy. Like I just, you know, at the beginning I said, Hey, I I have my therapist. I, yeah. I love talking to my therapist, you know, <laughs> been seeing the same one for a few years now. She's amazing, helps put things into perspective and she pushes me when I need to be pushed. You know, it, it's, it's a fantastic relationship that we've developed. So you'll hear people talking about, you know, these experiences way more often now than yes, you used to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, but I, you know, on an individual level, I, there are still a lot of people out there that they do still have that, you know, uh, it, it must be a sign of weakness in some way if, if you seek out yeah. help. Um, so I don't necessarily know if there's a messaging problem, you know, I, mm. I, I think the more people who talk about it openly, um, the easier it is for others to see that, oh, this is okay. You know, so I, I think at the end of the day, if there's one thing that we can do is just continue talking about it like we are now, you know, provide Absolutely. spaces for people to feel comfortable enough to share their experiences, you know, and, and I used to be the opposite. You know, um, even when I first started, I was like, I'm not talking about this to anybody. I don't want anybody to think <laughs> that, you know, I got some problems was, you know, be, because let's face it, there is a, you got to be able to put pride to the side a little bit, you know, I, you got to, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, from a perception, like we think that's yeah. what it is, but you yeah. know, like you find out when you talk to somebody, that's not what it is at all. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a coach. It's a life yeah. coach in a way mm -hmm. um, that just yeah. helps you understand a specialist, you could almost call him like a specialist yeah. life coach that helps you kind of manage that gray stuff mm 
mm-hmm. you know, all that great stuff in between your ears and yeah. get, you know, better performance, tweak it. Yeah. Like, you know, you might hold back talking about, you know, going, going to see a therapist because you have this perception that everybody, oh, I got to, I have it together, right? I'm a communication expert. I should be able to handle this. No, I'm a human. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, I'm a human. Yeah. Yeah, and I had a guest, um, just Chuck, I had a couple of guests and one of them, just Chuck Hall, we just published his episode. He was on this show and then um, it happened to be, we didn't know it, but we were both in Atlanta. And I, so I, I drove my van over and we met him at a place and we did the interview. We did a mm-hmm. jar interview and he talked a lot of, I mean, he talked openly about his struggles mm-hmm. um, and ultimately finding out he had these, all these diagnoses mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, but he's rocking on and he's like, yeah, absolutely. It's part of life. It's part of, you know, it doesn't affect my work. If in fact, it's my secret sauce, you know, in a way. Yeah. And uh, um, because he's working on it and he's been down that road, he can really speak from authority. Um, and so I was, even I was taken back a bit. I'm like, man, even a coach is going to like a therapist and we're okay with yeah. that. And that makes so much sense to me now. But yeah. still, even I have that a little bit of like my, the instant question mark comes up. Like, is that, is that, is that okay to say that? Like, yeah. Can you talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. And right. you know, I, I'm a big fan of just ongoing therapy as well. Don't, I, I don't think just it's... think you have to have some big, huge, you know, now, but we I... all do go through some, some major, you know, life challenges. Um, but I'll give you, you know, three separate examples and, and how it has helped me. And I hope this encourages mm. others, you know, to, to want to seek out, that help, you know, number one with the childhood trauma, you know, that I talked about yeah. when, you, when you grow up That's in, in a broken home with all goodness of that, gracious. I didn't realize until I started talking with my therapist, how much stuff was buried that was seeping out of the surface, you know, and it Can't was imagine. causing all kinds of stuff, you know, to, to go on. And I didn't realize that until yeah. she was able to help me yeah. make that connection. Um, a, a second example, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Mm. And so, you know, I'm, I know I'm a strong person and I know that I, I very easily can turn on the switch. Okay. Focus survival mode. Let's get this done. You know? Okay. Sounds like, sounds like childhood, like a childhood defense mechanism. It You're really good at this. Is. I'm very good. Yeah. When, when it Duck hits cover. the fan, I'm very good. With that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you got a lot of you got some good <laughs> yeah. training. Yeah. Um, oh, but Jesus. I, I didn't realize after you know I went through the treatments and you think everything's supposed to be back to quote normal. There were some other things seeping under the surface, and and I had realized that because you're in survival mode for so much of that, you really don't have a chance to sit back and really process. Hmm what happened and how it has genuinely impacted things, you know, for you. I did, I never took the time to, to do that. And, and so that's another thing that therapy helped me realize. And now, you know, with this divorce, you know, after 27 years of, of building a life with someone, you, you think that, you know, you, you got it all planned out, you know, like you're talking about grandchildren are going to be coming, you know, along and, and, you, you create this, this world, you know, that you live in, that's a huge thing, you know, to have to, uh, 
figure out how to get through it. And so what I'm learning is it's a grieving process. You yeah, know, it, it's yeah. you're grieving, yeah. you're grieving the life that you you had that you thought you were going to have, you know, and and so having these types of conversations and being able to peel back the layers and and go through the journey mm. with my therapist in all of these situations really has almost lightened the burden. You know, I, I feel so much lighter. I don't carry that weight. You know, I don't blame myself for things. You know, I, I've, I've learned how to not beat myself up. I love, you know? Yeah, I love that. But yeah, yeah. And, and so we always talk about, you know, practicing grace, right? You, you might want to extend grace to someone else, even if they don't quite deserve, deserve yeah, it. Yep. You know, you, you kind of do that because it's good for you to be able to. It's re- actually good re- for you. Yeah. Good for you. But we also have to practice grace for ourselves. Yeah. I've learned, you know, that's something that I, I never would have thought about, you know, if, if I had not had these conversations, you know, with my therapist. So it really um, it is just something that I, I have, come to wholeheartedly believe in. Yeah. You know, it, it really has turned around things for me in my life. And I know that if you can get a good therapist, let's put that asterisk out there. If you can get a good therapist, it can just, um, you know, make a world of a difference. The work doesn't end though. You know, that's, that's the thing yeah. is it's, it's an ongoing process. I always say communication skills are skills like any other skills. You got to keep working at them to get, better at them. And so uh, therapy is the same way. We're constantly going through an evolution of we'll have good days, bad days, good moments, bad moments. Mm. And, you know, it just, it never, ever ends. And so to have someone in your corner to help guide you through that, or sometimes not even necessarily guide you, just kind of uh, help you navigate you know, through those. Oh, that's, yeah. I like the way yeah. you say that. That's great. Yeah. It, Help it you navigate. It makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, everybody that's, that I've chatted with on, on this show or on the pot, on the mm-hmm. podcast, um, when they articulate working mm-hmm. with the therapist, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's such a great thing. Mm-hmm. How about, <clears throat> excuse me, how about some closing thoughts? I mean, that was almost a beautiful closing thought, a closing kind of us. <laughs> Closing argument. Yeah, the, the closing um, argument. Yeah, that was it was really it was beautiful. I mean, the three great examples of, mm-hmm. and just that the fact that you know you're like you said you're articulating. It's not you go in to see talk to somebody for ninety days. Yeah, you know, you're you're kind of looking at back at your life. You unpack stuff, mm-hmm. and then you've got current stuff going on, and and you yeah. kind of blend all that together. And how so? It's great. I mean, absolutely fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Um. So any kind of, like I said, any thoughts, any closing thoughts or um, how do people find you? I think is also, that's an easy one. How do people find you? How do they interact with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how you can find me, I'm Jennifer Arvin Furlong. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. Uh, If you go to communication247.com, that's my website and it's communication 24 seven spelled out. So don't try to Whoa. use the numbers for that. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and I also am host of the communication 24 seven podcast where we communicate about how we communicate. So if you're interested in a lot of this stuff, then you'll probably be interested in that as well. 
Um, and then I think the just the final parting words uh, would be just to, as things happen, try to learn how to balance mm. the grief with the joy. You know, there Ooh. are no shortcuts through grief. I'm learning mm. that. You got to let yourself feel the feels while at the same time learning to seek out things that make you happy, that bring joy to your life. So mm -hmm. have a, have that moment, but then also actively seek out the joy and just try I to that. integrate that as well. I love that. Jen, thanks so much for being part of the show and sharing your, sharing your story. Really thank cool. You. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for allowing me to share it. And thank you for everything you're doing to yeah, uh, get the word out. And thanks everybody for, you know, we got a couple of watchers. We got maybe a comment kind of we're every comment. We're just going to clap. Like, you know, I'm going to golf clap until, you know, we start having too many. <laughs> it's a great journey though. Thanks anybody listening, anybody watching this. Um, Jen, I'll see you in 31 seconds. All right. Not that one. There we go. Yeah. Loose baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Ooh. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.